Hi everyone, welcome to another edition of the Catholic Canuck Podcast. I'm so glad that you joined us here. I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you may be in our fine universal church. Well, I'd be very remiss to uh, not point out that uh, the recent passing of Pope Benedict XVI has been something that's been weighing on my heart and soul. And let's uh, say a quick prayer for him. Eternal rest grant unto Pope Benedict XVI, O Lord. Let perpetual light shine upon him. May he and all the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. And I couldn't help but uh, notice, and probably you did as well, as the last day of 2022 that uh, that Pope Benedict passed away. And uh, he had a great influence in my life. His writings, his example, um, his fearlessness to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ and to defend the faith, to not be afraid to defend orthodoxy, the true faith, the true Catholic faith, and the great gift that he did in contributing to uh, bringing the catechism of the Catholic Church as we would read it today uh, to um, to us, to us the faithful, to share with the rest of the world. And I thought it was what was really, um, I thought it was quite neat actually, was that he passed away on the last day, uh, December 31st in 2022. And the very next day, uh, something that's so exciting for the whole Universal Church, and that's Father Mike Schmitz, the catechism in a year, uh, something that meant so much to Pope Benedict XVI and uh, when he was Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger. And here we have this great gift that we can give to the world. And I think right now, outside of the Joe Rogan podcast, I think that the Catechism in the Air is the um, the most downloaded podcast in the world right now. And it should be a reminder for us Catholics that Catholicism, this holy faith of ours, is more relevant today in the world than it ever has been at any time in human history. There is a thirst and a hunger for authenticity for Jesus Christ in this world today. And uh, we need to be waving that flag. We need to be bringing the joy of spreading the gospel to the world and the treasures that are within our church, particularly those of the sacraments. And uh, so I'm so thankful for the example of Pope Benedict XVI that he has given us. And let's continue to pray for his soul and uh, that he will uh, one day be in heaven and maybe even one day give us that sign through his intercession that he is in heaven so that we can officially uh, pray and ask for his intercession before the throne of God. But just like anybody, you know, we've seen uh, a lot of people passing away here in the last couple of weeks and uh, we need to continue to pray for people that are in purgatory. It doesn't matter what it looks like from the outside. If they, they were living holy lives, that's great. That's fantastic. But the most charitable thing that we can do is pray for their souls and uh, so that if they are in purgatory, they can get to heaven a little bit quicker through our our prayers because they can't help themselves. So let's continue to uh, make that a uh, let's make that a, a priority this year, a New Year's resolution that we can follow up on throughout this year and for the rest of our lives. Well, spreading the gospel is something that, uh, well, as you know, and as you've listened to our podcast, we need to journey together and encourage each other so that we can bring more people into this fold, this fold of love of Jesus Christ and his church. And I couldn't think of anybody better right now in the Catholic Church that spreads this message with so much joy and so much passion. And that is one Terry Barber, the founder of Virgin Most Powerful Radio, uh, with a great podcast that you can download on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And I'm so uh, blessed to share this conversation with Terry. And uh, what a great example he's been for me in my own spiritual life. And, uh, and his boldness in proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. You're really going to enjoy this conversation. I'm so thankful to Terry for 
taking the time to talk to us up here in Canada and, of course, to our listeners all around the world. So without further ado, here is Terry Barber from Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We'll see you on the other side of the interview, my friends. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Well, Terry Barber is an international speaker and has been instrumental in founding three uh, amazing Catholic organizations, St. Joseph Communications, the Catholic Resource Center, and Lighthouse Catholic Media. And chances are, if you're a regular mass-attending Catholic, you've seen the display of CDs in the books through Lighthouse Media at the back of, of your parish, and uh, Terry was behind that. He's also the co-host of a show that has been around for many years, a fantastic show. It's a podcast as well called The Terry and Jesse Show with Jesse Romero. You can find that on the network that he has recently founded only a couple of years ago called Virgin Most Powerful Radio. It's a fantastic, fantastic ministry that Terry has. So a big welcome to the Catholic Connect podcast to our brother in Christ, Mr. Terry Barber. Thank you so much, David. I love Canada. I love the shrines out there to Brother Andre, St. Andre. I love the St. Anne Shrine. We went there for my wife when we went on our honeymoon. So Canada has a special place in our hearts. Oh, that's beautiful. Thanks so much, Terry. We, we love you up here in Canada as well. And I want to thank you to your example of faith over all these years. Uh, you and Jesse have been very influential on me as well in getting uh, off my behind and starting this podcast up in our little corner of Canada. So I want to thank you especially for being so joyful too with spreading the gospel. You're always at, uh, you're always happy. Yep. And that what a, what a great example to, for the world to see that Jesus is. It's uh it's a beautiful journey, isn't it, Terry? It so. is, and any good that we do comes from God, and we thank Him mm, for it. You know, the grace of God has been powerful in my life, and uh, I just want to invite people to always have that deep uh, personal relationship with Christ and His Church. 100%, for sure. Now, you mentioned Montreal already, so you've been to Canada before, and we'd love to have you up here again. <laughs> Tell us about that story. You talked about St. Andre Bassetta, a great a recent saint in our yeah, church here yeah. in Canada. Yeah. But you went to Montreal, and you had an interesting uh, uh, little uh, episode there with uh, praying outside of an abortion yeah, clinic, because yeah. you're very pro-life, as, as we all should be in the Catholic Church. Tell us that story, though. Well, as you know, Human Life International, back, I believe, in the early 90s, came to Montreal for their conference, and we were at the cathedral for Mass, and then we were going to have a procession of praying the rosary and candlelight procession. And, of course, the people who are for abortion in Canada there were out to, you know, get us, so to speak, and they were hollering and making threats. And I remember going with my friend Barbara McWiggin, who's been on EWTN for many, like 25 years, and we were, you know, just praying, and I said, Barbara, you know what blows me away? Those people don't even know us, and they're threatening to kill us, all because we stand up for life. And I said, I just really, uh, you know, I'm shocked because the police were there, but they went through the lines, and they, they you know, were lunging at us, throwing rocks at us. And I thought, well, you know, this is the price we have to pay for life. And, uh, you know, I, I consider it a honor if we do suffer for Christ, because we know what the scriptures have to say about that, you know, and we know that our friend Fulton Sheen said, without Good Friday, there's no Easter Sunday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. And and you ended up, uh, was was that a, an episode where they actually, was it, uh, did you get arrested, Terry, that as well, for what you California, did? California, back in 19... That was in California. Okay, that I was different. I have been active okay. praying at a rosary since 1977 at abortion clinics. And this is when uh, Bernard Nathanson, the founder uh, having the largest abortion clinic in New York in the Western world. He personally performed 75,000 abortions and um, he regretted all that. So 
when we he heard that we were out in Southern California doing these mini rescues, he joined us and I actually got to lock arms and we said, no, we're not going to keep this place open because we're going to lay our life down for the unborn. And I got arrested with Bernard Nathanson, Dr. Bernard Nathanson. So, you know, um, I consider uh, it a blessing when we stand up for the truth and we have to pay a price for that because our model is Jesus Christ. And he did just that. It seems to be more of that that's going to be coming our way. And that's why we we sure need to have that relationship with Jesus Christ in our church, right? And brother. I wanted to go back really quick to Lighthouse Media. And, sure. and uh, a lot of people have heard Scott Hahn's conversion story, right? Yeah. Uh, whether that was the tape. I know some of our younger listeners will probably look and say, what are you talking about? A tape, like uh, you know, masking tape, scotch tape, no, a cassette tape. And it's been converted into CDs and, and then probably into MP3s and it's yeah. online all over the place. But maybe tell us that story too, Terry. You had a, a role behind the scenes that maybe a lot of people don't know about well, in that distribution of that could, uh, audio. Yeah, if you read Rome Sweet Home, which we put, I think, 1.2 million copies through Lighthouse back maybe 15 years ago. Uh, if they haven't read that, what happened in 1989, my wife and I had just come back from our honeymoon at Fatima, Portugal. And at the time, I had six separate events to record for St. Joseph Communications. Since I was the boss, I said, honey, my bride, which one would you like to go with me to record? And she says, well, this interesting one sounds like Protestant ministry becomes Catholic out in Riverside, California. That's about a 40-minute drive. And I said, no, no problem. Mom. That's where we're going. So about 32 people show up for that talk. Hmm. And I was like, wow, this guy's got an amazing story. Well, that tape, yes, it became very famous. Over a million copies have been distributed I sent that to our good friends at EWTN, Deacon Bill Stoltenmeyer. He stopped on the side of the road listening to the conversion and said, Terry, we need to get him on EWTN. What's his cell number? So, of course, I gave it to him. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. We've had, you know, hundreds of recordings of Dr. Hahn. And and uh, he's doing great work. Even I think he's going to be 65 years old. Uh, he just celebrated 65 in October so this has been 30-some years ago, and God has just really used Dr. Hahn and others to really share the gospel in a powerful way. Oh, fantastic. That's so that's so great. Well, let's talk about the, the book that you've also written as well, Terry, and that's uh, called uh, How to Share Your Faith with Anyone. I, I can't think of anything more timely now as all these <laughs> crises that we're facing in the world, and especially in our church, Terry. Isn't it hard to, hard to see this kind of stuff? It so. really is, and I can say this. Uh, I wrote the book because Father Joe Fessio from Ignatius Press, the founder, encouraged me to write this book because I knew him well. He, he performed our marriage and baptized mm. all my kids, and so— uh, I wrote the book and uh, topics like, um, you know, um, why don't Catholics evangelize? I, I give you prepare for one-on-one -on -one evangelization. I share the eight laws of effectively sharing the faith with anyone. Uh, the Ten Commandments of evangelization. But the one I really think is important for Catholics is how to share their personal testimony. Even if they, I mean, if they want the book, they can go to vmpr.org. It's only $10 because I, I put it in a lighthouse, uh, so it's cheaper uh, with the Augustine Institute. But the how to share your faith with anyone, you've got to have a good testimony. So I give mm -hmm. you the work because if you ask a 1,000 people in a room, how many of you have been formally taught how to give your personal testimony, about 1% or 2% will, will hold their hands up and say, I have. And this is critical to learn how to share your faith 
with your own personal testimony. So the book has uh, other topics on living in the presence of God is the key. Uh, I mean, it's a book that will help you bring back your fallen Catholic friends, relatives. Dr. Scott Hahn wrote the introduction. I have Carl Keating from Catholic, uh, Catholic Answers endorsing my book. I even have my Archbishop Gomez from Los Angeles saying that, you know, I've been one of the best church evangelists in the Catholic Church, and he endorsed it. So I have a wide variety of people because, you know what, it needs to be done. And in, even in the spite of, of, of scandal in the church today, uh, we still have a, we got to get back to sharing the gospel and staying focused on that. Now, we have, David, a conference coming up in less than two weeks called Evangelization Conference with Johnny Romero, Jesse's brother, and myself. And people can't come to Southern California, but we're going to stream it. So go to vmpr.org, find out how you can listen to these talks on evangelization, because we have to get off and not be so focused on the scandals of the church, because that can uh, make people like feel like they can't do anything. But we have to remember the, the great commission that God gave to us to go out and share the gospel, even in these troubled times. Oh, 100%. I'm glad that you're streaming it, too. A lot of people in Canada are still restricted and even going across the border to the United States. So it's very timely that you're doing this, uh, Terry. So we'll make sure that we uh, put the word out there for our listeners up here in Canada, for sure. Now, you you mentioned something interesting there. I mean, I think a lot of Catholics, just the prompting of the Holy Spirit, right, Terry? I mean, we've a lot of people have been baptized, they've been confirmed, they've received their first communion, but some of them maybe have fallen away from the church or just aren't as involved in the sacramental life as they should. So what are some barriers that people would have? I know for myself, sometimes it's just the fear. We see yep. this cancel culture out there of people, you know, kind of targeting Catholics even, sure. discouraging them from being in the public life. But what are some things that we can do to maybe overcome those fears and grow in the virtue of courage? Well, one thing we can do is we first pray, because without prayer, nothing gets done. And ask Jesus Christ to put people in your pathway that you can share the gospel with. And I have a principle in my book. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So when it comes to sharing the faith, the hidden power of kindness is powerful. So even if you don't even talk about Jesus, the first thing you do is you establish rapport by giving someone kindness. Maybe you open the door for somebody. Maybe you get something from somebody. They pick up on that. They go, why'd you do that? Because you're made in the image and likeness of God. What? So sharing the faith can be really quite simple by just uh, expressing your love for God and the way you treat people with respect. Because right now, we live in a world that's centered on me, myself, and I. It's the unholy trinity. And so what we need to do is focus on what can I do to serve my neighbor. And when you serve your neighbor, then people are open to the gospel. So this is something I really encourage people to do. And I also say, always carry Catholic literature, whether it's tracks or CDs or downloads where you can send people uh, you know, recordings of things. Because I have seen over 43 years of doing this, so many conversions of people because they heard a Scott Hahn uh, cassette tape or from a yard sale that was given away or a CD or a download. And uh, this is important because what happens is people listen to these recordings when you're not there and their guard is not as up because they got to defend their position of not wanting to be a follower of Christ. 
But sometimes when they hear a recording on YouTube or anywhere else, they go, wow, that guy's speaking to me. So just give people opportunities to meet Jesus through kindness. Well, that's some great advice for sure. And, you know, sometimes too, Terry, I know that whenever I have some interactions with people, I'd say, you know, maybe one out of 10 people want to get into a theological discussion. Yeah. And I know some of us, it's a little overwhelming, even for me, even though I'd like to think that I'm trying to read the Bible and the catechism and I can explain a little bit about my faith. It's okay to say that you don't know everything and you can get back <laughs> to them later. Exactly. But nine out of 10, you know, it's a great point, Terry, that you say just Responding with charity and kindness is so important, isn't it? Yeah. Not to necessarily get in the weeds of an argument because we see that, you know, in the, with the social media age where everybody's kind of got the gloves off and they're ready to fight all the time. Sometimes they just need to hear a genuine testimony from someone, just a, an authentic witness. Is that, that fair Absolutely. to say, Terry? Yeah, David, I'll give you an example. I think I have it in my book. In Los Angeles, we have the largest religious a gathering of 30, 40,000 people at the Anaheim Convention Center next to Disneyland. And every year there's anti-Catholic people standing on the sidewalk carrying, you know, signs that say the Catholic Church is the whore of Babylon. And what you just said, they're out there arguing with people. So I said, this was probably 15, 20 years ago. I said, you know, everybody, I said, don't, Brian, come here. It's my friend Brian. I said, don't even dialogue with them on that. You're just wanting to fight because, you you know, you're a fighter by trade. Watch what I do. So I walked out there with a smile because a smile is a small form of enthusiasm. And the word enthusiasm comes from Theo, God is in you. So you smile at the guy and I ask questions because one of my principles is he who asks questions has control. Our Lord did that all through the scriptures when he was sharing the gospel. So I said to the gentleman who was anti-Catholic, excuse me, can I ask you a question? What's he going to say? No. He said, yeah, what is it? I said, can you tell me how you fell in love with Jesus? And he told me his conversion story right there in front of everybody about how Christ came into his life. He was a womanizer. He was a drug addict, alcohol problem, and he got healed from all that. And he's a new creation in Jesus Christ. Now, it took 20 minutes to tell the story. I listened. And I said, that's fantastic. Can I tell you my conversion story? What's he going to say, David? No, I earned it. You see the dialogues coming now? So we both exchanged our conversion stories. He says, you know, you're not a bad guy after all. Hmm. You really do have a relationship with Christ. I can tell. And I said, can we pray together? Yeah, we can pray together. So we prayed. And I said, we do have differences, brother. I understand. But let's pray uh, to the unifier, the Holy Spirit, that someday we can agree on what Christ taught, whether it's the Eucharist or Our Lady, and be worshiping together on the same page. Can we do that? Yeah, but we left. But you see the difference? It wasn't confrontational. It was loving. Fantastic. And I think sometimes even Catholics, even me, I get my ire up very quickly. I, I go into defense mode sometimes. And it's, uh, you know, it's something that uh, maybe just, like you said, some people are just fighters and some people are a little bit more peaceful, right? right but right. we know that the response needs to be in charity, as St. Paul says. So Amen. We see this crisis in the church, too, with just baptized Catholics, right, yeah. Terry, that have left our church in droves. I've been seeing some statistics here in the last week or two that since this uh, this crazy time of the virus here a few years ago that uh, we already knew that attendance was down before then. But over the last two years, attendance is down between 40 and 50 percent in churches right. across North America. So, I mean, we're already dealing with a decimated group of people, and now you take another half away. It's, it's tough. So we talked a little bit about how we can reach out to non-Catholics, 
what are some ways that we can go to those who have already been baptized? Some of them have, have been in the same confessional as us, have been in the same communion line as, as us, and participating in all the, the parish events that, that we're used to now. How can we reach out to some of our brothers and sisters that are Catholics that have fallen away here in the last couple of years? Well, by encouraging them a couple of things. One, uh, I encourage everyone that uh, one of the commandments I have on on uh, evangelization, they call the Ten Commandments of Evangelization, is thou shalt always pray first. I just had a gentleman here today with me who's a Vietnam vet, and he's got all kinds of issues from what happened in Vietnam 50 years ago. And I'd sent him into the Before the Blessed Sacrament. Say, go pray to Jesus. Go spend time talking to the Father. And, you know, he said, boy, that really helped me a lot. So St. Francis of Assisi is reportedly saying, you know, your first priority in life is to pray more than you read. And I love to read. Mm. So prayer, getting people to have that personal relationship with God. I think, David, sometimes people don't believe that our Lord will take care of them. As a matter of fact, I encourage every single listener today to do this for the new year, if they're not already doing it. Ask Jesus Christ for more faith every single day. Because if they're not doing that, their faith will not grow. So how do you get someone from being lukewarm to being on fire? You introduce them to the person of Christ through prayer. And I encourage people even just once a week to make a 15-minute visit to the Blessed Sacrament on the way home, pray their rosary, get some spiritual exercising going so that they can uh, get closer to our Lord. Because if they don't practice, it's just like a boxer or a baseball player. You're not going to be a very good baseball player if you don't practice the fundamentals of baseball. Same thing in the faith. We've got to take the time to work on our spiritual life, to get that relationship with Christ so that it's deep and lasting. You know how some saints really pick us, Terry? And I know that uh, my, the, the parish of my youth was named St. Charles Borromeo Parish. Oh, Didn't know much course. about him until probably about two or three years ago. Yeah. Oh my. And uh, when he actually dealt with a real pandemic and a That's real right. plague in Milan. And I thought uh, just the example that he gave <laughs> of how readily available a catechesis was for the people of yeah. Milan, because all the civil authorities just took off, right? That's they were right. gone. Yep. And he stuck around with uh, some faithful priests and, right. and nuns, and they took care of the people. But yep. not only the physical needs, but the spiritual needs as mm -hmm. well. How can we bounce back from what we've seen in the last two years? And I know it's in Canada, it's, it was a huge issue. And I'm sure in the United States, not much different in other places in the world where we had this dispensation from Mass. Yeah. Sometimes up to two years of dispensation, Terry. Yeah, yeah it's And uh, people just fall out of the habit of going even that, that bare minimum of once a week. Yeah. And the importance of receiving the Eucharist and living life in a state of grace. If you know if they're not going to church for two years, they're probably not going to confession either. So what are some, some tips that you would have, to, ways that we can encourage <laughs> other Catholics? Because, you know, Terry, and I'm sure you'll agree with me on this, <laughs> it seems like this lack of clarity that we see in the world today, yeah. and even in our church especially, yes. is because not enough of us are living in a state of grace. Yeah, and that's affecting the uh, good going on in the church and the bad things that are going on without us praying and being close to the sacraments. But first of all, what I would encourage people to do is read the Word of God. As a matter of fact, at our parish, our priest gives us homework every single week 
by telling us, can you, okay, your homework is to read the Gospel of Matthew. Okay, read the, they, because what I would encourage, okay, the homework for everybody is to read John 6. And why do I ask you to read John 6? Because if our Lord is telling the truth, which he is, he says, unless you eat of my body and drink of my blood, you have no life in you. My flesh is real food. My blood is real drink. And so and you say, why should I go to mass? Well, that's like saying, why should I eat? Because without eating, you're dead. Well, without receiving the sacraments, especially the Holy Eucharist, you're spiritually dead. And I want people to know that through Scripture. And then I like to give lives of the saints stories about the miracles of the Eucharist. And then I tell people, I say, you know, these stories are still going on today. So you tell them about, you know, Buenos Aires in 1996, Lanciano, Italy, all these ones that say, this is real. We, we're living in two worlds. One, we have the world that you see, but most people forget about the world that you don't see. And unfortunately, uh, when you don't have a spiritual a life, then you're going to fall to the world, the devil, and the flesh. Mm-hmm. When it comes to confession, Terry, I think that uh, you know there, there might be a lot of people listening that haven't gone for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think some people sometimes will say, well, if I go once a month or once every two months, that must mean I'm, I'm an evil or I'm, I'm full of sin. But in reality, that's just par for the course, isn't it, Terry? What is the sacrament of confession meant for you, going regularly to confession, and how has that uh, yeah. impacted your life in giving to others spiritually? David, great question. The hidden power of forgiveness and confession. I remember Dr. Hahn's CD, hundreds of thousands of them went out from people. I, I would just say this. St. John Paul II Padre Peel were asked that question, how often should I go to confession? And the answer was at least once a month. And people ask me the question, well, what if I don't have mortal sin? Why should I go? St. John Paul II has the answer. It's called devotion confession. Because the graces that we receive by going to confession are out of this world. As a matter of fact, exorcists, David, tell us that a good confession is more powerful than an exorcism. What? Mm. So here's my point. What does it take to you go to confession? Humility. Humility and humility. That's the key in falling in love with God. If, like I said, confession, you've got your sins forgiven, okay? And who of us is perfect? No one of No one is. And so uh, I want to encourage people to just put it as a calendar that at least once a month, you go to confession because this is good for the soul. If you washed your your car once a year, can you imagine what your car looks like? Of course not, especially up in Canada with all the snow. <laughs> it would look horrible. So we need a spiritual cleaning, and that's what confession does. And think about this, everybody. Look up in your Bible, John 20. That's where the sacrament was coming from. Christ gave the power to his apostles to forgive sin. Now, if he, he gave them the power, that's like me giving you my keys to my car and say, don't use my car. No, he's given the power of confession to his successors of the apostles so that it can be used. So someone who says, I don't need to go to confession, they just haven't read the Bible. Mm-hmm. And every day, it's uh, uh, no no breakfast, uh, or yeah. no Bible, no breakfast, no uh, Bible, no bed. I think there's I a, love it. a priest that uh, that once said that, <laughs> too. Father Larry you Richards. Know, yep. Father Larry Richards, thank you very much. Yes, Father Larry, fantastic. Yep. 
one of the more heartbreaking things that I hear from some of the men in our parish and uh, when they when you sit down with them and have a discussion is that a lot of their children don't practice their faith anymore. And what about uh, a message for maybe some of those dads and the moms that are practicing their faith, that are trying to live a life of virtue close to Jesus Christ, but their their children have fallen away from the faith? And maybe a message too for uh, younger parents who yeah. really, you know, the, the culture of death surrounds us and there's so yeah. many things, so many snares that are set for even young children. Um, right. What are some words that you'd like to say to, to some of the parents out there, whether they have a uh, uh, older children or children with uh, with them at home still that they need a, a spiritual action plan great question let's go with the older kids first i have found as i speak at a lot of men's conferences that it would be good to ask your son to join you for a weekend conference at a men's conference and uh, usually the dynamic speakers like, like scott hahn or tim staples jesse romero will be there and they find that wow, these guys really believe in their faith. And they challenged me. And they, I got books, I got CDs, I got downloads at the conference. And I've seen young men get fired up because they go to a men's conference for the, for the older group. Now, the younger kids, and I would say a good regiment, and I did this with my kids, and that is praying the daily rosary when they're young and get them involved in praying. I have a grandson who's with me a lot. He's two years old, and he already knows when I say uh, we're going to pray for faith, hope, and he just blurts in and says charity. He's two mm. years old, but he's been listening to the rosary since he was a baby. Okay, mm. They pick up on that. Then when you have young kids, after you pray the rosary, this is really important, let all the kids speak about what they want to thank Jesus for the day for. Well, then I passed my spelling test, or I did this, or I did that. They have all kinds of things to thank God for. Then I do an examination of conscience. I say, okay, everybody, let's think about the things that we offended God because we didn't do what we should be doing. And we might have been mean to our brother or sister. We were disrespectful. We need to examine that and say an act of contrition together. Then we pray the act of contrition as a family. And then that's when we go to bed. Now, that's how I did it with my kids. And I noticed now that they're all adults, they're passing that on. And I just think that, like I say, example is the best way to pass on the faith uh, rather than drilling it into somebody because they turn you off. Your kids will turn you off if you just tell them, hey, this is how it is. I found that most kids. But if you show it by example, uh, I think by prayerfully doing those things when the kids are young, whether I've noticed later, David, when they're adults, they start doing it for their family. Fantastic. That's so good. I want to ask you about Virgin Most Powerful Radio. There, for many years, I listened to you and Jesse on EWTN. Sure. Uh, I believe it was called, was it Reasons for Reasons Faith? For was that faith. That's right. Yes, that's what it was called. And then I'd, uh, on the, the world of podcasts, which is, uh, you know, the internet for all the bad things about the internet, at least the one thing is Absolutely. it connects people like you and I, Terry, which is fantastic. I love it. And uh, also hearing uh, your radio shows uh, through podcasts. But we talked about cancel culture a little bit earlier, and that's what happened to you and, and to Jesse as well for that particular show and, and your particular ministry. Yeah. Um, so tell us about maybe the beginnings of Virgin Most Powerful Radio, why you chose that name, okay, and what you're hoping for in the future. Absolutely. For the well, first of all, let me just say we started four years ago in January, 
And the reason we did is because we were on a national radio network, and they explained to us that our views were just a little too rough, meaning the orthodoxy of us, and that, you know, mm -hmm. you got to be more careful not to offend certain people in the church. But that just wasn't who we were, or we are, Jess and myself, because it's the truth that sets us free. We're not going to try and placate the people. We're going to just tell them the truth. So, yeah, I think it was Rush Limbaugh who got fired eight times in radio. We only got fired once. So we still got a long ways to go <laughs> because of his opinions. But the point of it is, once we were let go, we already had our app for uh, for a radio. So we went right back on the air. We got about 50 AM stations in the States that still pick up our show. And uh, obviously YouTube and all the other social media people we broadcast through. And uh, we picked up many other shows. We got like six or seven shows now. My favorite show is the Bishop Joseph Strickland Hour. He's the mm -hmm. most outspoken bishop in America. And in about 35 minutes, I will be doing a broadcast with him. And people can listen to this bishop in Canada or anywhere in the world by going to vmpr.org and just listening to the podcast because he's saying things. I'll just give you an example for those people who are listening that you just don't hear uh, in the in the uh, Catholic Church where he says uh, things that are just really strong. And I'm, I'm looking at his tweets that he says, uh, I love this line. He says, a thousand times in history, a baby has become a king, but only once has a king become a baby. And I mm. said, you know, that's so true, Bishop Strickland. Thanks for that insight. And he speaks out about things, uh, about the unborn, about uh, the Eucharist, uh, about uh, catechesis. We go through a catechism with him. How many bishops teach the catechism on radio? Not many. So we have all kinds of shows. We have Jesus 911 on spiritual warfare. Five other shows that we do, and I would encourage your listeners just to go to vmpr.org, download the free app. I can you? I think you can do that in Canada because we get people calling all over the world where they can <clears throat> listen to our show and be prepared that uh, be you know we'll be your spiritual fitness trainers. And if you really want to delve deep into the Bible, delve deep into your faith, we'll give you that. No, that's fantastic. We need more of that. And Virgin Most Powerful, that uh, invocation of the Blessed Virgin yeah, Mary. I know you have a great yeah, devotion to her, but but why, why did okay, you great that question. particular Because invitation? that's one of the titles exorcists say the devil mm. hates. That's why we used it. Because when you do an exorcism, that's one of the, the prayers that the exorcists will call down upon Virgin Most Powerful. And Father Chad Ripperger and other exorcists say that this is a powerful intercession by that title. So we thought that this would be a good title to call the radio network Virgin Most Powerful Radio. And it has been a blessing. We uh, are going to continue to share the gospel in season and out. And uh, we say things that most people are afraid to say because of the reper repercussions. But um, we uh, don't do it for, you know, Oh, we want to make sure that, you know, we're politically correct. No, if you want to hear the unadulterated truth of the gospel on radio, then get our app, vmpr.org, go to Virgin Most Powerful Radio, download the app. And also I have a lot of free things. As a matter of fact, not to bring it up, but 43 years ago, I was at Fulton Sheen's funeral. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> he uh, 
where three years ago we just would have had his beatification at Fulton Sheen. But we have a lot of free downloads. We have a priest retreat. I would encourage all your listeners, David, to download a priest retreat called Cora Cora. That's heart to heart. Give it to your pastor as a gift for mm. Christmas. We're still in the octave of Christmas. It's very appropriate. Yeah. Go online to VMPR, download the priest retreat. It's a weekend retreat, eight and a half hours, and the price is free. Yes. Get that. <laughs> Give it to your pastor. It will really help your pastor understand the importance of the daily holy hour, devotion to the Blessed Mother. And I just think it's a good thing for us to give away to Holy Mother of the Church because, unfortunately, David, many of our priests haven't had good formation. And mm -hmm. Bishop Shane can help with that. Oh, fantastic. Terry, it's been a, just a fantastic time chatting with you. I know you've got so <laughs> many things going on on your plate, but thank you for chatting with us up here in Canada. We need the encouragement and the prayer yeah. very much. And hopefully we can meet in person one day. Oh, in the future. Maybe even have you come up to, to Canada. That'd be great. And give some talks. We would love to have you up here. So um, again, the name of the book is How to Share Your Faith with Anyone, a Practical Manual for Catholic Evangelization. Remind our listeners again, Terry, before you, I, you take off. And actually, if you don't mind uh, sure. uh, giving us maybe one more uh, wish for the, the new year and, and maybe a challenge for us, uh, us listeners up here in Canada to uh, to grow in our faith for, uh, for Jesus. Great, great question. Because what I wanted to say, David, is Bishop Sheen, you know, I say full Sheen ahead every day. I'm a great admirer of Bishop Sheen. And he said this, and these are for the married couples that are listening. Bishop Sheen said, your love for your wife will not last because you're tough. Vice versa, wife and husband. It will last because you have the power to renew it. Your homework is to go to your husband, go to your wife, and renew your marriage vows. Not just today, not this week, but do it on a regular basis. Because mm -hmm. this is how our marriages will stay strong. And that's right from three to get married by Archbishop Sheen. And that's another blessing i'm giving that book on on a cd actually it's now a download for free it's a 300 page book give it to someone who's going to be getting married give it to someone mm. who's already married because the way the family goes is the way the culture goes so strong marriages strong family strong culture so that would be my challenge for everybody to give bishop sheen's priest retreat to your pastor and all you married couples listen to what Fulton Sheen says about renewing your marriage vows on a regular basis. The last thing I said earlier, ask Jesus Christ for more faith because your faith won't grow without asking. And if you want a copy of my book, go to vmpr.org and you can pick it up for like $10. And if you ever want to text me or call me, I don't think I can text or you can text from Canada. My cell number is 661 972-7872. I'm the only knucklehead on radio who gives his cell phone number out. So be patient with me. I'm always answering people's questions or talking to them on the phone. But I want to reach out to Canada because, David, the faith is struggling also in North America and Canada mm -hmm. also. And we need we need evangelists. We need street mm -hmm. evangelists. We need people to go out and tell people about Jesus and his bride, the church. Well, there you have it, that conversation with Terry Barber. I hope that it blessed you as much as it blessed me. That was fantastic and so much fun. Terry Barber's got uh, an amazing heart for ministry, for sharing the gospel with others. And as you could probably tell from that conversation, he's got so much joy in his heart. What a great example. Let's do a lot more of that in the church. 
And a reminder that it is my favorite podcast, to be honest with you, the Terry and Jesse show, uh, Virgin Most Powerful Radio on uh, many networks across the United States. In Canada, it's probably best to get it through their app or through a podcast, and you can find that on any of your uh, favorite podcast platforms, and he co-hosts that show with another great evangelist, Jesse Romero. Well, thank you for listening to this podcast, the Catholic Connect podcast. It's been such a blessing to have you here with us. Uh, we're based out of Alberta in Canada, beautiful wild rose country where the faith is got a lot of ups and downs, but there are a lot of people, a lot of good Catholics and uh, good Christians that are trying their very best to make a big difference in this world today, this world of confusion and disarray. But we've got the Lord Jesus Christ in our corner and we want to share him with everyone else. And I thought it was a timely quote that I found here given our conversation with Terry and it's from another great saint in our church, St. Pope Pius V. Quote, You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. See to it that the people are edified by your example, by the purity of your lives, by the moderation of your conduct, and the brilliance of your holiness. God does not ask of you mere ordinary virtue. He demands downright perfection. And that was a message that Pope St. Pius V gave to the cardinals of the church at the time. But I thought, this is a message of a challenge to spiritual greatness for all of us. And I can't think of a better time to do that than right now. As we record this, this is our first episode of the year. Let's make this the very best year of our spiritual lives. The one that we truly make a commitment to evangelizing, to sharing the gospel with our family, with our friends, with our co-workers, and to be a, a bright light, a beacon of light to this fallen world. And we need to live life in a state of grace, a sacramental life. Going to Mass often, going to pray every week, as Terry challenged us to do. To renew our love for our wives as men and for our husbands, uh, for all the our sisters in Christ as well. Holy marriages, holy children, and holy relationships uh, built on purity and charity, and I'm so excited to see how that goes for you. I know that's what I'm going to be trying to do. I'm going to be endeavoring to do that all year and for the rest of my life, and I hope you do as well. The love for the Eucharist is something that really changed my life a lot at a young age. The realization of the body, blood, soul, and divinity, just like Jesus talks about in John chapter 6, and to apply that to my own life so that I can be that beacon of light to other people. Without it, I am nothing. Without Jesus Christ, I am nothing. And as Catholics, the most important thing we can do in this time of confusion is to have that clarity. Uh, where, you know, when we go to confession, I just find the scales just fall from your eyes. You see the world in a totally different light. When you're going to confession regularly, when you have no mortal sin on your heart, no venial sin on your heart and soul as well. So that's the most important thing that we can do, living that sacramental life. That is the foundation of our spiritual lives. And we know how we got to do that, Catholics. It's not always easy, but we've got to go to confession. So let's do that this year, at least three times. Every Lent, every Advent, and any time you're in a state of mortal sin, don't even spend a second of your life there. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everyone. God bless. We'll chat with you very soon.